and Enoch, also the seventh of Adam, prophesied of the same. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints, and to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, Enoch, I, there's no book that I've read with regards to who Enoch was. I've heard about the book of Enoch, never read it. But what I'm looking at here, Enoch prophesied a word. Enoch prophesied a word. He said, of these saints, behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Now, we know that when we shall appear with the Lord, we shall come back to judge those angels. We're going to judge angels. It says to execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly among them that, that of all the ungodly deeds. And so we are going to come back to judge angels. So Enoch was prophesying here about what will happen upon the return of Jesus Christ. He said it in his word. He said, behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Now, that was a number that he gave uh um amen and that was just a figure amen but we will when we appear with christ it's to judge angels it's to judge those um who will be upon the earth who have not done right according to the scripture ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches against ungodly sinners which uh sinners here have spoken against him who are they he said, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having persons in admiration because of advantage. Now, these are, again, that's what they do. Murmur, complainers. They don't have the spirit. They don't have, they don't have the spirit of holiness. They don't have the spirit of God. So they go around complaining about things they don't even know. Going on talking about things they, they don't even know. Amen. It said lust and their mouth speaking great swelling words, big words that you know we don't need to be trying to pronounce. Uh, you know, they, they'll come with their with their Greek words and Hebrew words and these great big words that we don't need. But they are gonna use them to try to persuade and try to and deceive. To make themselves appear greater, to make themselves appear better than you, because of advantage. They have the advantage, so they'll use their advantage to persuade, to lie, and to deceive. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to notice something in verse fourteen, and we're gonna go to Pastor Miles. We wanna welcome um, Minister Andrine and Minister Melanie Buckley. Welcome, women of God. Amen. These are Amen. These are brilliant women. So Bishop, we gotta move up our game. Sister Andrine in the house. Amen. Let me get my look of my big book. All right. Amen. Yes. So in verse 15 of Jude, it says to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly. Now Jude used one word in one verse four times ungodly 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 pastor miles verse 15. amen i tell you i just love the scripture because he says 
not only is he coming to execute, well, the first doesn't say that, but not only is he not, uh, not coming to execute um, uh, judgment upon these ones that's living this way, but he also says to execute judgment upon all. That means those in our lifetime too, and to convince all that are ungodly. That's why it, it's a horrible thing to live an ungodly life. Ungodly means to live apart from God, not obeying his laws, not obeying his word, you know, and choosing your own righteousness. Um, we, we find in today's society where people are mad with God, you know, and with them being mad with God, now they come and they begin to say, well, God didn't put no food on my table. God didn't uh, uh, um, take care of me. My dad took care of me. You know, that is ungodly. When you say things that are against God and try to push God out of your life and don't want to be a part of God, there's a day of execution coming, uh, of judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly, among them of all that are ungodly deeds. You can't be a liar. You can't be a hypocrite. You, you can't be a troublemaker, as, as uh, El, uh, Bishop always say. You can't be the one, praise God, that's causing trouble, because that's what? Those are your ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed. Look at all these many times he, he repeat that word ungodly. You are committing this in an ungodly way. And of, of, of all their hard speeches, I've heard some hard things said about God. And about, uh, and about the church, too. And about true men and women of God, too. Hard speeches. We have to watch what come out of our mouth. You know, we can't create anything, but that is in the power of the tongue. You can say bitter words. Uh, James say bitter and sweet are not to come out of the same fountain. You can't curse God's people or God's, uh, your sisters and brothers who's made in the likeness of God. So we have to watch what we say. Our speech is so important. We have to watch what we preach. We can't have our own doctrine. We can't have our own teaching because we're going to have to give an account of every word that come out of our mouth. What is your speech? Which ungodly sinners have spoken against him? What him, God? What him, Jesus? What God? I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe God. That's hard speeches. God doesn't take that lightly, what you say about him. Well, I believe in the son, but I don't believe in the father. If you don't have one, you don't have the other one either. And you can't fragment them. You can't break them up. You can't say that, uh, well, I believe in the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. I don't believe in the one uh, triune God. You, you, can't, you can't make that distinguish. We have many passages of scriptures where it shows us who Jesus is, where it shows us where uh, I like, for myself, I like Revelation that says I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the ending, said the Almighty. Who is the Almighty but God? But who's talking in Revelation? Jesus Christ. So we have to understand who uh, the scriptures and not criticize and not point the finger at God and not get mad at God because life is not going the way you want it to go. 
It's going right the way he planned it. But if you get up under his wing, if you get up under the shadow of the almighty God, let God lead you. Um, I, I believe the scripture says the footsteps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. If you let God order and direct your path, you know, then you wouldn't be saying so many harsh things about God. That well, is true. God, why babies die? That is Amen. so true. That is so true. Sister Sakina, now, Jude used one word four times in one verse, and they taught us whenever you see someone repeats and repeats, like my mother used to say, don't let me come over there. Do not let me come over. I said, <laughs> don't let me come over there. When she said a second time, I know whatever I was involved in, it's time to move from that spot. Sister Sakina, why do you think he used that word ungodly so many times? Because he's warning us. He's warning us that we should be aware of how we talk, how we perform and those things. So he constantly, he's, he's warning us say we should um, be aware of how like we talk, communicate, how we talk about others, how we function as Christians and those things. That's what I understand from it. And that is so true. Sister Andrine, your thoughts on the passage that we just read. Uh, I think it has been well expounded, so <laughs> it's not much for me to say, but... Um, well, continue from where we stopped. Okay, so, you know, I came on late, but based on what um, Pastor Miles was saying and Sister Sakina, um, the word ungodly, I mean ungodly, that means there's a separation right there, because um, the opposite would have been godly. Mm -hmm. So, ungodly... It means that you are already in a negative situation. Mm -hmm. So um, now, for us to be godly, then we have to, we cannot be like Cain because the scriptures speak about don't go like Cain and Balaam. So we know what Cain did from in Genesis. This is Jude, almost like the last book in the Bible, mm -hmm. right? Just before Revelation. And we see the warning again, the sound. If we know in Genesis, we have never seen where Cain repent. And the Lord was warning Cain, giving Cain the ability to repent. And Jude is saying to us, um, ungodly, 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 and keep repeating it. That means he's sending us a message, a warning. And um, we have to get back in the will of God, like, Pastor Miles was saying, you know, people blame God for everything. As if to say God is supposed to be like um, a, a magic wand. You just do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say and you're going to make it in the kingdom because you can't do because God is so merciful. But God is going to judge too. So, of course, he's a loving, caring father, but he's also the God that is going to come back and judge the world. And we see what happened with the angels and all of that. So we are in training as we speak. The Bible says we should be imitators of God. So that choice, a choice that we have to get up. It has to be intentional. It has to be a lifestyle. And that is so true. And I'm still looking for something. I think Sister Melanie is going to tell me. 
He used the word five times. My mother used it three times. He says, to execute judgment upon all. To execute judgment upon all. And to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Minister Melanie. To execute judgment upon all flesh, upon everyone, every man, and to convince all that are ungodly, the ungodly, the ones who are not of God, the ungodly are the ones who, even the unbeliever, are ungodly. The unfaithful are ungodly. To convince all that are ungodly in work, in deed, in thoughts, in action. So he's going to execute judgment upon all men according to their deeds and according to I would say the work that is done within the body. Ungodly thoughts, vain imagination, lust, hatred, mm -hmm. fornication, hatred, lying, lying, which is one of the sin, the worst sin that the Bible said God hates line lips so he's coming back all for all and there's no exception so he will be judging you he will be judging me for what we have done in and out of the body so it's not it's not like he's coming to judge you know the wicked man in the street or the murderer or, or you know the people that you can see that they're doing the things which is not of God because we do sin within our body. We sin in our mind, in our heart. And so he's coming, and when he comes, he's going to execute judgment on all according to what, how we live, how, how we think, our days, our actions, or, or what we, you know, just our life. And all that have hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Go ahead, Sister Melanie. Yeah. No, I was saying mm -hmm. he's coming to execute judgment and, and all. Amen. And not flesh. That is so true. It's important that we understand that James is making, not James, but Jude is making a distinction here. And I think Bishop alluded to it in what he said. The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. To execute judgment upon all. And you notice that word convince. What is that word? Convince. 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 How do you convince? Pastor Bass, how do you convince someone? Right, right. Uh, I was just getting ready to say, you know, it's some people, you just can't convince them that the sky is blue. So what this is saying 
he gonna he gonna show you he's gonna prove to you he's gonna convince you that he's that is able to execute um, um, this judgment because you just don't think that you you just don't think that you can be touched you think that you're untouchable you just think that uh, uh, you could get away with what you're doing and that there's no consequences. But he's saying, I'm going to convince you. I'm going to show you. Well, let me ask you a further question then. Let me ask you a little deeper question. Are there any groups of people on earth right now who are unconvinced that Jesus is the Christ? Yes. yes. Uh, yes. Uh, absolutely, yes. it's many of them. We have what's called atheists. They don't believe that Jesus mm -hmm. is Christ. They don't even believe that there's a God. You have... Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to walk carefully here, but you have some quote-unquote, I ain't going to say believers, I'm going to say Christians that don't even believe the Holy Word of God. They, you got some people that don't believe in the virgin birth. So God, with Jesus, when he come back, he's going to convince these ungodly people who think that they have the answers and they don't. Uh, but there's, there's something even a little bit deeper. There are some people who totally didn't believe that Jesus Christ came. Bishop right. Stevens. The Jews. Yeah. Yeah. They are against yeah. Christ. Yes. Yeah. They're unconvinced. Yes. They say, uh uh uh, we waiting for our Messiah. That's right. So they totally are unconvinced. The Bible says. If a man don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, he is anti-Christ. So they Amen. have rejected Christ. They are against Christ. And everything that they have done have become what? Ungodly. Everything. So he says he's coming back to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. So because they would not believe that Jesus is the Christ, they were anti-Christ. He said they were ungodly. You got to remember now, on the earth you're going to have ungodly people and then you're going to have people that just are trying to do the right thing. And God is going to go for a specific group of people who have behaved in an ungodly way. We want to welcome Minister Claiborne in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, verses 17, 18, and 19. You want to read for me, Bishop? Absolutely. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stop. Stop right here one second. Sister Andrean, read it for me because he's making up stuff. Read for me, <laughs> Sister Andrean. Bishop is making up stuff. Which verse I'm supposed to read? 17. Okay. But, beloved... Remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles oh, you of doing our the Lord same. You Jesus doing the Christ. Sa you doing the same thing too. Pastor Miles, could you read for me, please? <laughs> yes, um, I believe mine say, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So all of you agree that he asked them to m remember something specific. Yes. The Apostles' yes, Doctrine. He asked them to remember, Sister Andrina, I'm going to ask you to get into this. 
verses 17 through 19. You want to read it and then explain to us? Okay. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles before Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These by they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Talk to us about this. Stop right there, 19. Okay, stop at 19. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we know that the apostles, they are the, the, the forerunners after Jesus because that's how he has established the church and the ministry. And that's the foundation that we are supposed to build upon. Jesus Christ being the chief apostle, the chief cornerstone. And um, that's the principle. So if we're going any other way, the way it was established in Acts, then we're in trouble. Exactly. You see, one of the problems that people do not understand, the explanation concerning the church was inculcated into mm-hmm. these men. These yes. men were drilled for three and a half years. These men saw things, earth things. The Bible says if the things that Jesus said and did were written, the whole world itself could not hold the books which would be written. So he says, but beloved, here's what I want you to remember. The shadows and types were like you standing beside a building that blocked the sun and you are in the shadow. You see a glimpse of the building on the ground, an outline of but you don't see the intricate details. So James was saying here, beloved, Go back to Acts, as Sister Andrine said. Remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Who were the mockers? The chief priests and the scribes and the elders and the Herodians and those who abused them, those who beat them. Because they had gone over into Canaan. Moses had taught them the law. They had learned many things in Canaan. Prophets had come to them. But Jesus said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. He said, you have to live in the dispensation wherein you were born. You have to understand the revelation, the times and the seasons. He says, oh, they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Listen to this now. Who should walk after their own ungodly loss. So they began to desire. They have their own desires, their own thinking. But he said, I don't want you to do that. I want you to go back to the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in the church, if you can't tell me which apostle said it, then you got a problem. If you can't tell me... Not my own righteousness, not my, what I think, what I believe, my opinion, my view. Because we see a lot of, this is what I think, this is what I believe. Well, (laughs) amen. Minister Claiborne, but beloved, 
But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. We always have to go back to the scriptures and what was taught and what uh, Jesus said. And I agree with uh, Sister Andrine. Uh, our opinion doesn't matter when it goes against the word of God and when it goes, goes against um, the teaching of the word of God. Um, our opinion or man's opinion or we should never allow man's opinion to override what the word of God says because the word of God was already established before the foundation of the world. Amen. And Amen. so we should, we should judge and gauge our life by the word of God and by the word of God only. And that is critical because he said, if now we look at um, verse 4, still with you, Minister Claiborne, he said in verse 4, what did he say in verse 4? For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So there was some wow. who crept in on our wheels and denied the only mm. Lord God and our mm. Lord mm. Jesus Christ. And he called them ungodly men. Coming back to you, Pastor Mas. Then read me verse 5 again, Sister Jen. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believeth not. See that? So, what he is saying that there were some ungodly people who crept in unawares with an agenda. And it is critical that we understand this. We have heard of the Reformation, but it has nothing to do with Martin Luther. One more time. Jesus is the bread. Thank you, Bishop. That is a con. When you say to somebody, tell me about the Reformation. Oh, Martin Luther went and he... That's not what the Bible says. Look it up. Pastor Miles had her hand up. Oh, well, amen. I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, when they mention words like, I, I'm really not familiar with the Reformation and all that stuff. And I don't understand it. I'm drinking a little chocolate tea. And so, uh, I just wanted to kind of throw this out. They say, but there are certain men... I love ice cream rather than the other one. Because it's not underwear they 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 finding a way to get in unnoticed because we know that God sees them all. So here's a warning. But there are certain men in uh crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. 
ungodly. They weren't men that was for God. They were people that were against God. Um, but I wanted to read this because we was we was on verse uh, 17. But beloved, remember, and see, you said the same thing in five. Why is God dealing with our remembrance? He wants us to remember something. Don't forget it. You something to let this slip out of your mind. So I want you to continue to remember. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostle of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Peter says it. He said, knowing this, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, people who gonna hump up their shoulder. Mm. Where's Jesus? He said he was coming ever since the apostles left. He still ain't came yet. Hmm. Y'all still following that doctrine, that teaching? Y'all still following, uh, we call it Christianity, but y'all still following the Bible? Uh, that Bible ain't real. That, that, that Bible got a lot of flaws in it. You hear the scoffers? They scoff at the word of God. They scoff at the apostles. Who believe in uh, uh, the apostle Paul anymore? The apostle Paul made... Uh, said that that was his gospel. He didn't say it was Jesus' gospel. These are scoffers. They were in that day. They are in our day. In the last day, scoffers walking after their own lush. We have today false prophets who want you to believe that, that they got a greater insight on the word of God and you should be, believe their word over God's word. But they're walking after their own lust, after their own greed, after their own mind, after their own will, and not after the will of the Father. So that is so, so true. And that is so true. I'm going to ask you to turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. And we're going to see one of the things that ungodly men did. Ungodly men, when they sought to sway the minds of the people, imitated recreated and told men they were doing something that was going to be beneficial unto mankind we want to read it in context but i'm going to ask sister jen to read me verse 10 and then we're going to go back and read from verse 6 hebrews chapter 9 verse 10 then we're going to go back and read from the sixth verse okay which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Continue, but Christ. Okay. But Christ being, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Continue. Neither by the blood of goats, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Amen. For if the blood of bulls and... Amen. Stop. So, yes, we're going to go back and read a little bit. So, Christ is the reformer. And the life of Christ in the flesh during the time he walked in Israel was a time of the Reformation. It doesn't matter what you read, study, or heard anywhere else. Let's go back and start with verse 6, all the way to where we stopped. Go again, Minister Claiborne. Okay. 
second. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost thus signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time and reformation. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Thank you. We, can, we can finish it later. So what we're showing you now, what the Catholic Church did, the Catholic was an institution, the Vestal Virgins, the priests that they had, all the idol worshippers, they gathered together and created things after the pattern in the word. Even that little incident with Martin Luther. Don't make folk fool you. When you begin to study, you're going to see that that was their way of swaying individuals to themselves. Christ is the reformer. The time of reformation is the life of Christ. First to the Jews were given various ordinances and sacrifices, the blood of bulls and goats. And Jesus Christ came and reformed. He says, not by the blood of bulls and goats. And what they did, knowingly, the Bible says men crept in unawares. People who had forgotten, they had left the teachings of the apostles. They forgot about what the apostles taught and said, Oh, the Reformation, Martin Luther nailed his 95 Theses on the church and they teach that in colleges, seminaries, all the places and took people away from Christ. Ungodly men, men who had little boys up in their cathedrals that yes. they abused, boys and girls that they abused and they carried on their lascivious lifestyle while they tried to twist the world and the church. And many walked in their pernicious ways, but we will get back to that. In verse 7, Jude told us, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, the practices, the things that they did, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. To this day, the Catholic Church is still engaging in the homosexual behavior, killing infants, nuns, being pregnant having graveyards under their altars, all that kind of stuff. And it trickles out every now and then. The Bible speaks about likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And then we come back down to where 
it says in verse 17, But beloved, remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you go back. Forget the theology and all that kind of stuff. Forget all that stuff. That stuff is meant to deceive you. That stuff is meant to persuade you. 98% of the colleges in the land are Roman Catholic institutions governed under Roman Catholic laws to perpetuate Roman Catholic practices. The governments of this world are based on the Roman system, the images of the beast, the image of the beast and crisis. I don't want you into that. He warned us. He told us. This was going to happen. He says, the beasts that thou sawest are the kings. He warned us. And he says, remember the words. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. We were warned. He says, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last times who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. So they have their institution to perpetuate and practice their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit, Bishop Stevens. Amen. <laughs> You know, I think it's not a mouthful that you told me. <laughs> Amen. But I love this because I, 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 I want to, I want to, uh, you know, jump in here by reading a scripture from, um, from Galatians, Galatians one and verse eight. You know, here was here was what Paul said. Paul said, "But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel," unto you then that which we have preached unto you let him be accursed now he's saying anyone much more an angel then later on he jumped over the verse trees and oh foolish galatians who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes jesus christ had been evidently set forth crucified amongst you of foolish Galatians. So when Jude, Ellen Brown, you know, if, when I read Second Peter chapter two, the same description that Jude gave you here in his version of this letter, it is the same description of these people he gave you in Second in Second Peter chapter two. Brute beasts. False preachers and liars. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before, before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is why I believe that the church must always be named the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The apostolic, the apostles' doctrine. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Who should walk after your own lust? So we were told, we heard that they would come. Do not be surprised. That means the doctrine we gave you, the doctrine you've, you've been taught, the doctrine you studied, stand steadfast on it. Do not be removed, lest you be deceived, because the scoffers will come, the mockers will come, those with, those with, 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 
sweet words tickling your ears. They're going to come. And they will try to deceive you and remove you from that which what you have heard. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. They don't, they, they don't have the spirit of God. They are, they, are, they are demonic in their nature. They don't have the Holy Spirit of God. And so their doctrine is accursed. It's not real. They'll make merchandise out of you, make merchandise out of the church, and they will come back and say and, and look for scriptures to say, well, this is what the Lord said, and you right. should and what you should do, what you shouldn't. They will find scriptures. And if you don't know the word of God, you will follow behind these people and be led into destruction. So amen. Amen. Here now he says, and sister Andrew, but ye beloved, building up yourselves. Mm -hmm. On your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, eating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Sister Andrew? Yes, Elder Brown. Um, what? Oh, just so it takes, but it's good. <laughs> it's, it's like food to digest, uh, you know, for us to really go back and check ourselves. But we are a call out bunch, and we have to stay. And without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit of God in us, because the Bible does tell us that any man being Christ is a new creature. And um, so we have to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Yes. Right? The Bible says, let no man deceive you with um, vain janglings. So what we are doing even now, we are searching the scriptures. Because the Bible says, in it we will find life. And then... Corinthians, I think it's First Corinthians, um, three, verse um, verse nine, to about um, eleven. Um, you could just read it, brother um, Stevenson, Bishop Stevenson. Yes. Just to kind of hang what we are talking about, the foundation and all of that. So and first the God that we to follow. First Corinthians three, from a verse verse nine, verse nine. To verse um to verse eleven. Okay, no mm -hmm. problem. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. 
I'm just saying, we see the examples and we see the foundation, we see the path and the road that we have to continue on. We can't build on any other foundation except the foundation that our master builder made. We are now the temple of the true and living God. So we don't, um, we, don't we can't follow what we see the Catholics doing because we are called out, we are blood washed, we are born again, we are Holy Ghost filled. And I like when Bishop touched in Galatians, who be with you? Who mm -hmm. be with you? With you. Paul said, I have labored for you. That means he labored for them and not only again, he tarried with them again for them to be born of the Spirit. So it's not of works like sister, um, my sister in the blue has read. About um, it's not of works with the old system, mm -hmm. right? So we now have to stand fast in our doctrine. We can't make them come with theology and change it. And every week and every day, Elder Brown is laboring. You guys are laboring, and I may not be on every day, but I do read and I understand because the Bible says we have to study. Now we are the living epistle. I mean, our life should reflect. I see um, my, my sister nodding, so I'm going to stop. She can pick up right there. <laughs> my sister had the glasses. Amen. Oh. Minister Melanie, which one? <laughs> yes, Melanie. Yes, she's nodding. Yes, she's nodding. She's nodding. Yeah, because I, I just came across the scripture again, Second Timothy 2 and verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I, 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 you know, I have my book, and then you, my sister, mention it. And and of course, and of course, um, my my word is, you know, we have the Holy Spirit within us, and the Holy Spirit that we have within us is our teacher. If we if we abide if we abide in God in you know and and the Bible said the Holy Spirit dwells with us dwells within us so He lives within us He is the teacher He's the one who tell you not to go that way tell you not to do that He's the instruction the, the instructor He's the one who who rebuke He reprove He's the mm -hmm. one who who direct is the one who leads is the one and if we follow the word of God which is the word of truth which is in this book and the Holy Spirit um, you know we, we can't go wrong amen and that is so true amen minister Claiborne um, I, I agree and I'm just looking back over verse 20 of Jude 1 where, where we are admonished, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And as Sister Melody had said that in order for us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, we have to study to show that self-approved. So it takes prayer. It takes studying the word of God. It takes listening to the Holy Spirit. It takes discernment. 
um, because as as uh, Pastor Miles has said, mockers are real slick. Yes. They're not going to come and say, I'm a mocker. <laughs> They're not. They're going to, and, and, and we're coming into the days where, where it's going to be so subtle, just a seed planted, just a, 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 a off word. Instead of reading the whole scripture, they give their own interpretation of the scripture mm -hmm. instead of reading the whole contents mm -hmm. of the of the scripture and and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth. And so we're encouraged to study the word of God for ourselves. We're encouraged to 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 operate in discernment. We're encouraged to build up our most holy faith. We're encouraged to pray in the Holy Spirit. We're encouraged to once again to be discerning so that when someone comes, a mocker comes and tells us a lie, we can know it's a lie. Uh, I have uh, someone that, that uh, works in a bank. She's worked in a bank for years and they've dealt with the real money for so long that when a counterfeit comes across in their hand, they can pick it up right away. Why? because they've dealt with what, has, what is real for so long. And that, that is us with the word of God, studying and, 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 and studying the word of God, knowing the word of God, knowing the voice of God. So when we hear something that is off, we know in our, in our inside, in our spirit man, it goes, no, wait a minute, that's not right. Something's wrong with that phrase. Mm. Go, go back and explain that. Give me, give me, give me scripture to back up what you said. Because it, it, when we, I think of when, when Satan was in the garden, he sounded like God. <laughs> he yeah. sure did. He sounded like God. So that just, that just, um, verse chapter, verse 20 just tells us that we are responsible for building up our most holy faith. We are we are responsible for studying to show ourselves approved. We are. And so, um, praise God. Amen. Um, I have a question. Before we close out. Now, to whom was Jesus sent when he came on this earth in the flesh? And to whom did he send his disciples after well, before, to whom was Jesus sent when he came in the flesh? And to whom did he send his disciples when he was in the flesh? Open question. He was sent to the Jews. He said he came to the house. And um, he told his disciples at first, he said, don't go the way of the Gentiles, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Anyone so else? So that's who he was. That, anyone else? Right. I, I, I support the, uh, the argument. Jesus Christ did say that he would not stand but the lost sheep of Israel. Right. Um, but in Matthew 28 and verse 19, he laid, he, later he no, laid that's after, and showed his That's people. after he was risen. My question is... After he was risen? Yes. Is that your question? Yes, let okay. me repeat it. To whom was Jesus sent when he was in the yeah. flesh on this earth? And when he was on, in the flesh on this earth, to whom did he send his disciples? The sins. Oh, all right, so he sent them out. The he sent them out to the, the Jews. Pastor they were sent out to the, Jew. to the Jews. Bishops, anyone else? 
Right, the Jews, the unbelievers, the sinners. Go ahead. The poor. All right. So somebody got to find me in the scripture. He said, I am not sent. But to the lost. I am not sent, but to the what? The lost sheep. Of who? Of Israel. And of then Israel. he said, Go ye not in the way of the Gentiles. So here it was, he mm -hmm. came with a message. And he said, The yes. message that he brought, I am not sent, but to who? The lost the sheep of the house of Israel. So the message that he brought was not a message. He was not sent to the Jews, and he, not to, to the Gentiles. And he told his disciples not to go in the way of the Gentiles. Can somebody find that for me, please? Matthew, 15, Matthew 15, chapter 24. Uh, you want to read it for me? Reading from verse 24. Yeah. Let me, in context, let me read from verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a, de a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Amen. So Jesus was not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So a foreigner came to him. He said, Jesus, thou son of David. Whatever she called him, but she called him in the context of Israel. And he said, no, 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 you're not from here. You're not from here. I'm fulfilling the promises made to the fathers in Israel. But then when she said, Lord, the Lord is God. When she said, yep. Lord, help me, then he yep. helped her. So Jesus, so this is our focus point. Jesus was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, I am not sent. But to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now he said in his disciples, he said, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. Somebody find that for me, please. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. He's giving them a message. Matthew 10, verse 5. Six. Yeah. I read for context. Verse 5. These 12, yes. these 12, Jesus forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Continue. But go, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, let's pause there for a second. So Jesus said, I was not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And when he was sending his disciples, he told them, he said unto them, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans, do not go. So the message that Jesus came with was a message to the Jews. So a lot of people pick up the Bible and they start reading from Matthew. And then they start applying it to themselves. It's like me finding one of 
Pastor Miles' love letter. You know, when she was young and they were writing to her. <laughs> then I started reading it. And I'm going like, oh, wow. <laughs> and when I read it, I'm just like, oh. And my wife said, what are you doing with that? And I'm going like, where you come from? She said, what are you doing with that? She said, oh, wait, wait. And then I go, it's not for me. I'm just reading it. That's the only way out. It's not for me. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times yeah. people grab the Bible and they read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and trying to twist like a pretzel, trying to apply to themselves in a Gentile world. He says, I, I wasn't mm. saying to you. I wasn't talking to you. He said unto the Pharisees. He said unto the scribes. He said to the Sadducees. If the Bible is going to be spiritually understood, we have to go by what Jesus said. He says, no, I didn't send that to you. Now, he said, no, his disciples, he tell them not to go to the Gentiles. What you going to preach? You going to preach and say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's not a message for the Gentiles. It was a message for the Jews. He told them it's not a message. For, so some preacher get up in the pulpit in his Hollywood dress, Hollywood robes and clothes and color and talk and start preaching stuff. And oh, yes. And <laughs> Jesus said it's not for you. Oh, so Minister Brown arrived, found me with this letter. No, she have a question. You see where you call Pastor Miles? Minister Brown. <laughs> huh? I'm late. I'm just going to catch up because I was in class. But my question is, yeah. I know that it, it, it wasn't written for us, but isn't it application for us, though? We are supposed to apply it, as, as you were saying. Uh, some people Israel, right. Israel is supposed to apply it. You see the olive tree. He speak about the olive tree. And he said you have the natural branches. You have the wild olive tree. And Jesus is the good olive tree. Right. It is to Israel. He says, I am not sent. But to the lost sheep of where? The house of the Israel. House of Israel. Mm -hmm. Now. Mm -hmm. Alright. If, if I start applying Pastor Ma's letter. When I look at the bottom it says. It came from Albert. I'm going to be like, no, I want Albert writing me this. <laughs> Hello? So that's where you see Hello? this twisting and turning coming where people not understanding the scriptures. So Jesus came with a message to fulfill promises to Israel. He uh, came with, yes. Oh, so you're just talking about that, you're talking about that particular one? That's what I'm saying. He said, oh, okay, I, I am not, in. I know you came in a little late, sweetheart, because I know you know this. I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of where? House of the house of Israel. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners unto repentance. Then he sent his disciples to who? The lost sheep of the house of Israel while they were in the flesh. They did not have the Holy Ghost at this time. He said, Peter, when thou art converted, straighten thy brethren. Mm -hmm. Now, when Jesus died and was resurrected, took the blood to the mercy seat and came back, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he says, go ye into all the world. Now, he's not telling them, must stay in Israel. He's saying, no, you're going to go into all the world with what I have taught you. Because the Pharisees were teaching. 
The Sadducees were teaching, the Herodians were teaching, but Jesus took these 12 men and taught them for three and a half years. He says, it had been said, it was written, but I say unto you, you notice what he said? It had been said, others have said many things. He said, but I say unto you, he says, but before you go into the world, before you go into the world, oh, thank you, Bishop. I'm glad you're here today. You can't go preach anything. You can't teach anything until you go 